You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. This is 70 something podcast. Evil Knievel sold separately or with the Evil Knievel stunt cycle from Ideal. Use the force. This is Bonsai Retro Club, and what we're doing today is that we're going to actually do that thing that we do every year now. It's become kind of a tradition where we have our year wrap up, our year end wrap up episodes. So what we do is we'll take the kind of the, the de- denominator of the year that we're currently in uh, and do our uh, um, you know revisit you know the like the end date or the end numeral of that year and, you know, for the years that we cover. That didn't make any sense the way I said it, so I'm sorry. But (laughs) We'll figure it out. Yeah, basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to do a uh, discussion about 1970, 1980, and 1990 as our year-end wrap-up for the, well, I'll go ahead and say it, the fucked-up year that is uh, 2020. Um, But, you know, that's what we do. That's the way we do this. Uh, so online, I have got Rose. Hey. I've got Suzanne. Hi there. And Scott. Yes, I'm here. Nice. Hello. Hello. Good timing. All right. So um, usually, what we do this this is almost goes akin to what we've done in the past with like time capsule episodes, where we kind of cover some news events, uh, some popular movies. Uh, popular music so you know we're talking about you know just some iconic stuff that happened during the year of 1970 um now it turns out that uh you know the timing is very uh fortunate for this particular podcast because we just got past my birthday which was yesterday and i was born december 12th 1970 so uh there was a lot of pre-talk earlier about you know the century, you know, being a oh, half century and all that kind of good jazz. So, you know, the guys were doing really a great job of really making me feel old, just like my kids, you know, have done a wonderful job with that. My uh, youngest actually refers to me as old, old now, not just old, but old, mm. old. Um, so, old. yeah, I got a double old, old status. And I guess you add another one when you hit 75. So I'm, I have that to look forward to. Uh, so thank you, Abby, for that. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, so, you know, looking at, you know, the, the, the big events that happened, the, the one that really popped out at me when I was looking through the, the listing of the news article that I forwarded to everyone else was um, this was the year that the Beatles disbanded. So, um, Rose, you seem to have been kind of more into the music scene. I mean, I mean, you were kind of at that age where that might have affected you. Did that even hit your radar? Was that a big deal for you? Um, you know, it it was because uh, I truthfully didn't find out about the Beatles until. Uh, probably two or three years after they made history. And um, I had a, a, I liked their music. I liked how easy it was to sing along with their music, how their lyrics were very, I want to say basic, but simplistic, you know, love me do and hold your hand and stuff like that. It was just, it was pop music at its finest. And um, then they got kind of, they branched off and, you know, did some more complicated things, you know, on the White Album, things like that. But um, Sgt. Pepper is probably my favorite album, all of all the ones that they did. But in 1970, there were so many things that were going on, it almost felt as if, I know it is, you know, uber dramatic, but there was a lot of shit going on in 1970. I know, you know, the U.S. invaded Cambodia, you know, the Kent State uh, shootings, uh, Paul 13. And it was just like, and the Beatles have disbanded. It's just like, okay, that's it. The year is officially <laughs> fucked now for everybody. I mean, I'm done. How about anybody else? But this is just, you know, but then you got to throw in, you know, a couple people, you know, dying and things like that, you know. But it was just, it was probably, you know, 2020 before 2020. The only thing we didn't have was a fucking pandemic. But it um, it was ratchet, you know. And it's just like you just, when you have something like that, it happens musically, you know, and in, in you're young or old or you don't think that music is going to recover from that, you know, because you felt like that when Buddy Holly died and you felt like that when Elvis died and, you know, with all these other people that, you know, passed away and and the bands broke up and things like that. And you're just like, how are we ever going to go on without having this in our life on a day-to-day basis? But you do, you know, somehow real, realism, I guess, kicks in and you go, oh, okay, well, maybe they'll start their own band. You know, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. But, yeah, so it was, it sucked. Good time. And I think that we've always had we. I mean, we have modern day equivalents to that yeah. feeling, you know. Because I mean, yeah. I can. I as you were talking there, I could have filled in the blank with, you know, that's mm-hmm. how I felt. Prince, you know, or maybe yeah. Tom Petty, or maybe Eddie Van mm-hmm. Halen. You're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, what else is going to happen now? You yeah, know, don't so, ever ask that. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, David Bowie, big time. Yeah, oh, Bowie, yeah, another I one. Listening to him today, yeah. I cried. I cried that day. Yeah, right. cried, totally cried. 
So I can see um, that. I can see how the Beatles disbanding would be like, yep, all right, that's it. Forget it. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, because they made such yeah. an impact on the music industry in itself, you know, and the world. And they were probably just like, you know, what? We're just four guys with bad haircuts singing. Wow, <laughs> you know, but we're just it, four guys. Yeah. We're just yeah. Like, yeah. We're just they singing. Didn't stop, people. They didn't stop playing the music, though. I'll be honest. I was I was really young, and I didn't yeah. realize that the Beatles had actually broken up until like. Yeah. Two years later, until I was, you know, maybe like eight or nine, and someone ha- informed me. But there was just there was such a presence. It was like, you know, if if someone wasn't there to tell you, you you wouldn't know. And right. I, I was, we were big Beatles fans in my household, you know, and, yeah. and still are. And yeah. I, I remember one of the things that I do remember about walking to school, as I said, in elementary in elementary school, the school was around the block. Um, and you could hear, like, it was a busy, I had to walk down a busy street. There was a gas station. There was, like, a Carvel ice cream store. You could hear radios playing when I when you walked to school. And I distinctly remember hearing Beatles songs. Yeah. And the name, the name of my school was Cherry Lane School. Um, oh. when, I would hear, when I would hear the song Penny Lane, Penny I thought Lane. he was saying yeah. Cherry Lane. I thought oh. the song was school. That's, that's kind of how small song. I thought the world was when I was six. But, you know. It, it it's it's the memory of those songs they were they were everywhere uh so it was disappointing when i found out that they were not a band any longer but it was almost like well does it matter because they're just going on and on <laughs> yeah but you know the the initial impact really hits you because you know you think everything it's over now in um Scott, you got anything to say about the uh, Beatles breaking up? No. Scott, you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I apologize. Oh. Had my mute on. Okay. Because you know it's a common affliction I, these days. I don't want yeah. I don't want you to hear what I'm doing in the background. Oh, dear God. Don't start. He, he was adjust, he was adjusting his codpiece. That's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, the video. Okay. And you're welcome, Dave, for the for the, for the uh, you know the setup. You, you, yeah, you set it up. I'll spike it in. That's the way we'll do this. All right. Good. Uh, no, you know, I don't have a lot on the breakup of the Beatles. I I understand. I I've never been like a huge fan. I could. There's some songs that I know are important or that are impactful in our, you know, in, in the world of um, music today. Mm-hmm. They had a huge, they had a huge influence on the way world, uh, on the way music and rock and roll kind of went, you know, they, they, they set a path, uh, for a lot of people. And I know a lot of people that, that were, um, I've heard a lot of artists that were that were coming up in the 70s and 80s that always referenced the Beatles as their influence. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you just know that they were they were a huge influence all over the world. Um, the breakup itself, I you know, I mean, I was two years old, so I don't know. I never really did much research onto that part of it, but. Um, 
it, it, I'm, it, it was a big a big moment for for music right in, back in the day 50 mm-hmm. years ago 50 oh my gosh I, I don't know if we, I don't know if we <laughs> talked about that yet but it was 50 years ago Five zero. I'm gonna mute him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes everybody I'm still coming to terms with being yeah, 50 49. No, you're not 50. No, wait, you just turned 50. Yes, and you keep That's saying it. that it over and over and over again. Oh, well, honey, you don't look it. You look great. Thanks, I, I appreciate it. I would never knew you were 50 if you wouldn't have said it. Yeah. So too much gray is popping out my beard now. It's kind of bugging me. Um, wait, you have a beard now? Yeah, come on, man. Don't you follow I'm me on Facebook? Eight. No, no. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I do, but I don't <laughs> post pictures of yourself. Not often, no. You can't see it under the Batman cowl in your, you know, your avatar here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough about my age. Um. So. Okay. So, uh, you, you, you're, hey, you're the last in line, buddy. I'll tell right, you about I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I don't, give me, don't give us don't give us shit about fifty. We've all seen it. We've I'm over it. All seen it. You, you've already moved on. So you've already moved on. I haven't had a chance to move on yet. I'm I'm coping. I'm coping. Um, but back to the uh, the the big events that happened in 1970, and the thing that I started to look up when um, before we all got on the call um, was. One of the uh, the news headlines was that in the U.S. and the U.K., they lowered the voting age to 18. What I was curious about yeah. was I didn't know what the voting age was before. Right. Does anybody know? Was it 21? Yep. Yeah, I'd 21. have to it was 21, yeah. yeah. So I guess the, uh, the, big, the big protest yeah, for it was if you're old enough to fight, then you should be old enough to vote. That's right, because they were sending people oh. off, you know, right. yeah. Vietnam, yeah. Vietnam and such around this. Yeah, yeah I, I could see that being a good point. Um, don't necessarily agree with it, though. Oh, really? Why not? Yeah. Um, I know this, this could be controversial. Uh, you know, hey, let's do it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think most of us have a mental maturity until we're well into our 20s. And to be able to decide uh, certain things the way our, our country and our politics are going, I don't know if we have the wherewithal at 18 to make those decisions. Now, I also don't know if uh, 18 is the appropriate age to send kids off to war. Okay. So, uh, yes, we are in the, the, the physically, we may be in like the prime of our lives or whatever at 18 or 19 or even 20. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I really don't think mentally we're developed well enough to handle either major decisions about the way our country is going or major decisions of whether we're willing to. Kill someone. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's an interesting That's exactly perspective. exactly it. So you said late yeah, 20s. It, so it, you, may be, it may be very 
So what are your well, thoughts? Seriously. Like 25, 26? You know, that it gets it gets rough because I know there's some people that are that are uh, what do they say old old souls or whatever right. or, or yeah. wise souls or whatever something yeah. that may, that may understand things a little bit younger in life, but yeah, we really dig down deep. How many of us were really capable previous to say 25 to make good? true sound decisions that's that's true to an effect but i think you also have to allow for people to make bad decisions even if it has to do with your politics you know i mean whether one way or the other you know like looking back I, i mean i theoretically agree with what you're saying but i'm also looking back uh, you need to have some some kind of a voice and and not be, you know, with, in your twenties, you have to be able to make those decisions and mm-hmm. feel like you have some kind of autonomy in I, your own life, you know. I, so I, I follow where you're going with this. Like I, I think for, um, for better or for worse, that's not to say that it's better, uh, you know, because I can't really the things that you said make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but who's yeah, I, the one that makes that determination though? See, that's just it. You know, we everybody comes into their own when it happens. I mean, you can't say, you know, like you said, you know, because there's old souls out there, but there are not many. And then there's, you know, I was going to say, hell, I'm 60 and I still don't get it. So <laughs> I don't. That's true. Like, like yeah, that's totally some people, true. Okay. Yeah, some totally people get their whole lives making ridiculous, you know, terrible decisions for themselves. Uh, so, do they? Do you take so, away their rights? You can't. You know. Well, you can't. Yeah, but you're, it's almost like they're forcing their hand. You know, it's just like, okay, you're 21 now, so you're an adult and you could drink and uh, whatever else that require. You know, because that's like the big thing. Though, you know, 21, you're you can drink now. Well, you're 18, you can vote. Uh, my, it was instilled in me at such a young age. When you're 18, that's it. You're an adult. You're out of here. You know, so I just focused on that. That was like my happy place. 18. I'm out. I'm going on my own. I'm going to be a grown up and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. You know, I'm going to get my own place and I get a job and blah, blah, blah. People were still making decisions for me when I was 18 years old. And I'm just like, what? I was a grown-up, and I could do anything I wanted. The hell happened to that? You're not old enough to make your own decisions. Okay, well, thanks for telling me. After <laughs> telling me that I was <laughs> liars. So, I I did not move out on my own at 18. I I stayed at home for another year or so, a uh, couple years actually, and I know that making those life decisions were not really like, <laughs> like I didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it. Into it yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. But even when you made bad decisions, do you look back and regret those things or, or do you feel oh, like you needed to learn those things? Are we going to go down this? Wow. This, this could go. Okay. Yeah. Are we <laughs> like, 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 I don't know. You I don't guess, have to answer. No, no, it's no, just, no, no, no. No, no. You know, the question is just whether you whether you should have had the 
liberty to make those decisions and fall on your face or whatever happens. Did it shape the person okay. that you are now? Is uh, what I'm, uh, you know, curious about. You know, so you you've gone down the road and you've done, you know, some things that maybe you're you're not proud of or whatever. But I mean, having those situations or those decisions that you've made, they've made up, you know, the Scott that's with us right now. You know, and mm-hmm. somehow it's influenced that person. Um, and you know, if anything, you're able to help somebody navigate if they're going to be making the wrong decisions, you know, and I think that makes you probably a stronger person for it. Okay. So I just want to up front, I want to clarify, I'm okay. not going to get billed for this therapy, right? No. I'm like the psychiatrist rates, uh, like uh, Lucy Pelt from the peanuts, which <laughs> like five cents or something. Yeah, Nickels, nickels, nickels. <laughs> Glorious nickels. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of a therapy session, but what the heck? But, and you know, this is coming from when I was 18. I, I lived in New York. The, the drinking age was 18. And yeah. then it changed in New York to 19 when it turned 19. Like, it, it changed every year. And then, of course, I went to school out of, out of state in Pennsylvania where the age was 21. So I would go back and forth between home and school and be legal and not legal respectively so it was all screwed up yeah but and then i have yeah go ahead. no go ahead um with the with the age being 18 we were all sneaking into bars at 16 you know yeah. so there's that there's if you you know if you drop it down again then that just lowers the threshold of people who cheat <laughs> well, <laughs> just the time true. was easy this is true because uh, when I was 18, uh, I was in the army, and uh, the drinking you. age to go into an NCO club, or you know, for one of those uh, whatever kind of bars or whatever. So you had to be 18. Well, okay, so here's you know I'm 18. There's other people that are older than me, you know, and yet they're they're clearly had never been involved in any type of uh, drinking or anything like that you could tell not that I had well actually I had but you know it was all home based and you know it was holiday stuff with eggnog and things like that I think my mother made me a screwdriver yeah. once have a glass of wine with dinner <laughs> yeah right? I know it's good for you so but then I'm, I'm guessing you, I'm guessing Suzanne had that experience. Being a um, uh, well, not really. My, my <laughs> they were jokers in my family. Like, like I didn't really get invited to sit down and drink wine. But my one cousin gave me a glass of wine and told me it was grape juice. Ah. And uh, yeah, you know, then I almost yeah. spit it all over the table. <laughs> it's so that, yummy. It's so delicious. She thought I was burning but um my brother did that to me um he thought he was being you know funny it was new year's eve i think it was uh, 1974 and uh, my mom brought out the champagne or cold duck or whatever the hell it was called and uh by this time mind you my brother's five years older than me my other brother's two years older than me they had done all the drugs and all the alcohol that you could possibly do for a human being so this was like no big deal this was like you know, Candyland to them. 
So I'm sitting there in front of the TV, and I've got my little styrofoam cup that I'm just sipping because Mom said, sip it now, baby girl. She says, you don't want it to go to your head. So my brother is, like, pouring his into mine, and he's like, Mom, he says, I'm out. And she's like, stop drinking it so fast. And shots. So it's, it's, Let's do shots. Yeah. <laughs> shots, 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 shots. Anyway. So here I am, you know, not 14, like 13 and a bit, and it's starting to take effect. And my mother's like, ooh, Rosie looks all glassy-eyed. She's like, I didn't really give you that much. She says, you're a lightweight, honey. So it's probably time for you to go to bed. And I looked at her and said, I'm not going nowhere. And she went, uh, what? <laughs> and my brother just died laughing. I think he almost fell out of his chair. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, Rose got some balls. This is great. He goes, <laughs> And my mom put two and two together. She says, you've been giving her your champagne, haven't you? And I'm looking at her going, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you know. And so we already knew that Rose wasn't supposed to drink much because <laughs> she gets a little <laughs> But, yeah, so when I'm in the Army and you see all these young kids that are coming in there, you know, and they're just like, oh, badass. Yeah, I went out to the club, had some slow gin fizzes and – iced teas and all this stuff and they're coming in and they're running to the bathroom because they're just trying to leap over each other because they have the puke so bad and i'm thinking why would anybody want to do that to themselves but if they didn't know it it, and you couldn't tell them like oh don't drink a whole lot because you know it'll make you sick you're like i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) i feel fine but you don't so here it is, you know, that not being able to make the right decision kind of a thing. You know, maybe that helped them say, well, maybe I shouldn't drink until I'm 21 and my constitution gets a little stronger. You know, so it's some people have to learn the hard way and some people you can actually say, hey, you know, maybe you should lay off the booze because that's not a good thing for you. Oh, OK. Yeah, maybe you're right. You know, but how often does that happen? Well, <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, going back to kind of what like kickstarted the conversation, and I was, you know, to Scott's point, I was thinking, you know, if there was some way that we could have some sort of like maturity test, and don't let somebody <laughs> vote until they can pass it, um, you know, that way we have we, we that have to be scary. We, we we have a voting up by scale, you know, so. <laughs> You know, you have uh, to qualify. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. So maybe that's the best way to go about this. Yeah, you have a Formula One qualifying for voting. <laughs> I like yeah. an SAT yeah. test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sorry, Dave, you oh, didn't my. pass this year, so you're gonna not going to get to vote. Sorry. <laughs> Deal with it. Better luck next year. Um, Better luck. But the question is, do you test every year, or do you uh, just have to like do it once and you then just you're kick it over and over again, <laughs> like 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 failing the bar? Yeah. <laughs> or you have the year that you know you set the year as a precedent. It's twenty five, say twenty five, and if you feel okay, this year I'm ready. I'm twenty two. I'm pretty close. I think I can ace the test, you know. And then you don't, you know. It's kind of like, oh shit. Now what? So, I think a test yeah. is a good idea. Yeah. Like an aptitude, like an aptitude test of, of whether you're ready to to be a uh, voting member of society yet. I think that's not a bad idea. 
to get married too. Oh, that too. Yeah, or even have yeah. children. I was just going to say, oh boy. We have enough, tar- we have enough hard time just finding people that adopt dogs <laughs> that qualify, and, you know, but, but any, any doofus can have a kid. It's crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. A rant, a little rant there. Woo! Remind me. You should remind me of uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu Parenthood. Reeves in Parenthood. I yeah. know. I was thinking the same thing. He made that exact speech. Yeah. He's like, well, oh, you know. Such a great. Yeah. I miss that movie. I should watch that again. Don't. Don't touch me. That's a great so, movie. Yeah. You need to have it a is. license to drive or fish, but anybody can be a dad. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. He, he that was Bill, that was basically oh no, wait that sorry was Ted. Ted yeah that was Ted yeah he yeah. was Ted in Parenthood his <laughs> character like it, it, you could you could like just throw the two characters together and they're the same person yeah pretty much yeah prototype Ted a little more insightful in Parenthood beta beta Ted <laughs> beta Ted a little yeah, bit more you know well you know minus the um, idea of taking you know photos with your <laughs> with a camera that you're going to take to the photo shack yes. you know, to have <laughs> developed and possibly Please. swap out with your parents why do people do weird shit like that yeah. probably because they forget I'm sure I usually just do sketchings <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to come and see my etchings <laughs> not like Jack in Titanic uh, yeah. Oh my sure. god, I like, I like you pencil. are completely I like on the same wavelength. I thought the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Or whatever she said, I can't remember. <laughs> Draw me, Jack. Draw me. <laughs> like one of your French girls. <laughs> oh, I thought she said horse. Oh, sorry. I'm just it's like, oh. been a long time. I don't watch that anymore. It's too harrowing. Yeah, it is. It's very... So, well, you already know my opinion about it anyway. So. Let me ask. What exactly have we covered on 1970? <laughs> um, no, 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 we were talking about the voting age. We were talking about the voting age. Voting age and Beatles. Yeah. yeah. The Beatles. Yeah. I don't know information. <laughs> we're, bit, we're being very broad. Yes. Okay. Very broad-minded. So, <laughs> uh, Apollo 13, that was a big deal in 1970. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Houston's a problem. That was some harrowing shit. You read the whole, you know, story about that. You're just like, holy crap! Did really? And what's the first thing I thought of? Did they really show that in the movie? <laughs> it's like, hello, Rose, you lived it. Weren't you paying attention? Yeah, I was ten. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't remember too much of uh, of that. I remember hearing about it, but not really. Nobody ever sat me down and gave me the details. Mm-mm. All I know is that Kevin Bacon was in the movie. <laughs> and Tom Hanks Tom and Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, yes. Yeah, it was a terrific movie if you haven't seen Ron it. Ron Howard did a marvelous job as director. Man. Very well done. He yeah. is a much better director than he is an actor. Bless his heart, Opie Cunningham. <laughs> really, <laughs> and he can't grow hair. Yeah, like me. Well, yeah. that's all right. That's what make make baseball caps for. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's in, he's in the school of Paisan. Paisan. <laughs> Paisan. Hey, Paisan, yes. 
Right, Dave? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's too funny. All right, so is there any other news headlines, or should we go on to, let's say, uh, films? Oh, hold on a second. What? Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say something. I wanted to acknowledge. I don't know if you're going to do a music thing, then we can do it then. Um, acknowledge the, the powerful uh, losses that we had in um, music history. Well, definitely. Uh, that, uh, that's good. Do that's that now. Good. That's a good topic, but um, I, I definitely was hoping we could touch on music for a little bit. Okay. Oh, okay. So we'll do movies, yeah. and then we'll do music. Okay. And uh, if I could just throw in that uh, my birthday was on Friday. Oh, happy year. birthday. Happy birthday. Well, wait, you guys both had oh, no, birthdays no, no. this last week? No, no, no. No, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm born in March, but it was March yeah. 13th. It was a Friday the 13th that I had oh, that year in 1970. Right. But my husband Richard was born on the 15th of December, and that year it was on a Tuesday, and it's on a Tuesday this year. Ah, okay. Well, so, okay, there's some more calendar history for you. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to segue over to feature films. Um, the, I, I brought up like the, uh, the, the ones that were the big draw in the box office. So just to list those off, uh, number one was a movie called Love Story, which I've never seen. <gasps> oh, I saw it. Okay. Saw it. Is it any good? It's terrific. It's, it's a terrific movie, but it was like the original tear jerker. Sad. <sighs> Sad. It was story. Yeah. Okay, who died? Who died? Ryan O'Neill died. Ryan O'Neill. No, died. no, Ryan O'Neill did not die. Did you? Did anybody die? Who <laughs> um, died? Um, Ali Jenny McGraw died. died. Ali McGraw died. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Who okay, was this so... one? Well, yeah, kind of interesting yeah. in that um, it was based on this is this is what I've heard anyway that Eric Siegel who wrote the was based on a book that was a bestseller. He was a roommate of Al Gore in college. And yeah, and Oliver, who was the main character in the movie, was kind of based on him. Oh. As the wealthy, politically connected family, where he and he brought home this kind of working class Italian girl whose name was Jenny, who was just like. You know, apple pie, violinist, kindergarten teacher, you know, and they start up this romance and they get married and move in together. And she's going and she has all these hopes and dreams. And then she gets cancer. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just horrible. It's just horrifying. It, so it is. It's, it's terms uh, of endearment, basically, right? Uh, I, I guess. It, I haven't seen it. About no. Shirley MacLaine. Oh, wait, you haven't seen terms? Terms of Endearment? No. I haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a rough one, too. So, yeah, I think it's just too sad. It's, you know, as an got, adult, I avoid that. They got the cancer. They got the cancer. Yeah. They got the cancer. Yeah, and she's so absolutely gracious through the whole thing. It, it just, it's heartbreaking. But, oh. you know. And the then stars. I I think... I think uh, my parents took me to see the movie. You know, people went to the drive-in then when they had kids because 
you know, then you didn't have to get a babysitter. So yeah, it probably was not usually eight. appropriate for a five-year-old, but... Oh, gracious. There I was. Yeah. It does say PG. Yeah. Um, yeah, PG had... changed over the years. Yeah, so. true. We, my mom and my... I don't know what she was. It was my stepdad's sister. Anyway, uh, moving forward into the years in the early 70s, they watched it on TV, and I was asked to leave the room because I couldn't stop making fun of the two of them crying. <laughs> no concept of what the hell was going on. Clearly didn't care. Thought everybody was just being overly dramatic and, and was told to get out. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I need this cry. Rose, you're bugging me. Get out of the room. Yeah. Get out of the room, you heartless child. Oh, that's good. good. I'll go listen to Michael Jackson see if I care. I don't know. I left the movie to, uh, insisting that my name really should have been Jenny. That it was Aww. pretty. That that's what my name was going to, you know, I was going to grow up and change my name to Jenny. Oh, my um, gosh. Allie McGraw is beautiful. Yeah, she was really gorgeous, fresh-faced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could pull off that whole no-makeup America, look. yeah, exactly. Girl next door. Oh, girl next door. Mm-hmm. All right, so the number two movie was a disaster movie called Airport. Oh, Airport. Burt Lancaster, Dean Martin. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, number That's three. That's all at the time. Number- Wait. I'm sorry, go ahead. You're going to jump right to three. He's not even going to... Go ahead. You got something about Airport. You can throw it out there. I do. No, disaster movies in the 70s were outstanding. Epic. (laughs) They were amazing. Like, there's so many great disaster movies that came out of the 70s. Poseidon Adventure. Oh, I love the Poseidon Adventure. That was a good one. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, there's there, got go. to be, there has got to be a morning after. And, yeah. And then it that ended up with Kelly Savalas as part two. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> See, my parents dra- dragged me to a lot of movies at the drive-in because they were movie, they're still kind of movie fanatics. So yeah. I saw a lot of good movies from the 70s in the, you know, on the big screen like you, you know, supposed yeah. to see them. Yeah, at the drive-in? Yeah. 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 Isn't that a, like, isn't that the the one thing that we can actually like grab onto and like resurrect from those yeah. times with all this this distancing, social distancing? If we could just all go in a car and watch a movie in our own car, think of like yeah. like yeah, wouldn't I that be a great way to that. bring that back? I think yeah. Walmart's across the country are turning the, turned their parking lots into. Movie, you know, drive-in movie theaters, and they closed those way too quick. Yeah, yes. Yeah, they they were the best movies. I loved, I loved going to the drive-in theater. Highway 39, Huntington Beach. Well, it was Westminster, but right off of Beach Boulevard in Southern California, it was right there. Exactly. Isn't that where the uh, what do you call that? uh, What's that thing called? The most interesting. The place where you sell stuff and people. Go. Oh, you're talking about orange. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The um, at the college they had the um, the flea market. The huge. Thank you. Yeah. Huge yeah. free. Like 
That's what like I said, a, swap meet. <laughs> it's, it's not it's, – it's the gigantic – it's the Orange County swap meet. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Orange County swap yeah. meet. Huge, yeah. gigantic. Yeah. Uh, you could spend hours and hours walking and up and down walks. the line. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that was – it wasn't at Highway 39, but it was down Orange Coast College or yeah. mm-hmm. one of the college campuses. Anyway. Uh, but Highway 39 was right up the road, and it was just one of those. Um, I'm glad. Uh, it's so cool to hear somebody know where that is. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Like I, I ran into somebody today. Uh, one of our, we had a Greyhound meetup, and uh, somebody that was there with, uh, they, they had just adopted a Greyhound. They're from uh, Elmhurst, Dave. Oh. Okay. So right, right, right up the road from us, and they That's know. Cool. They know my family. Well, they don't know my family. They they know of my family's <laughs> orchid business, Hausermans, right up the road nice. there. So it was kind of cool. I'm like, oh yeah, hey. But by the way, last week I had Portillos because I was down in Tampa, and there's one down there. <laughs> and they're uh, like, oh my god, I can't wait to go to Portillos again. So <laughs> anyway, uh, well. That was a sidetrack. I apologize. No, that's fine. That's no, fine. it's okay. It's a regular conversation. Yeah. Basically, we'd have like, constraint, constraints, contingents. Constraints. Constraints. Thank you. Big words tonight. Big words. Yeah, I've got that. We have no vocabulary here. So yeah, going back to you know, you you can continue on with the next. Picks. Okay. The, yeah. yeah, the number three movie is, I think, the only one on the list that I've actually seen, which is Mash. Oh, great yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and it was one of those things. Obviously, I saw it, you know, way after the fact, but it was right. because I was curious about, you know, what was the kickoff to the TV show that I had seen so much. Yeah. So yes. you know, and. and so, and I, I could definitely see why it would be, you know, why it got the publicity that it did. I mean, Donald Sutherland, Ellie yeah. Gould, um, yes. you know, they were all, you know, it, it, it was so iconic and it was fun. You know, and I, I really, I enjoyed that version of those characters, you know, versus yeah. what the TV show gave you, you know, because it was, it was a I, different animal. It was, and I love Sally Kellerman as, as Hot Lips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she really brought, you know, the sass and the sexuality to that character that yeah. I think Loretta Swit. I'm sorry, I just think she failed at it miserably. Oh, Hot Lips didn't do it for you? <laughs> the Hot Lips from the TV show didn't do it for you? Uh-uh. No. But you see, that was the Hot Lips I knew, you know, so, yeah. you know, I was, I was already a, a, used to that version of Hot Lips. Yeah. So yeah. I gotta say, I was too, and I, right. I remember going back and watching the movie, and you know, after the fact or whatever, after the yeah. the excitement of watching the show, and yeah, I was okay with with both both actresses actually. Okay. I mean, I but think I, she was a funnier version. She just wasn't. my lips are so hot. <laughs> 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 My lips oh, are so gotcha. hot. You're a troublemaker. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I mean, that was like, that's the line. That I mean, is. That's what gave that's her, a, yeah, what gave her that, uh, yeah, the line. the line. My lips are so hot. Yep. Frank. 
All right, so mass trivia: which one, which character or actor was the one that uh, survived from going from the movie to the TV show? Radar. Yep. Too easy. That was too easy, right? That was too easy. Uh, no, because I, I honestly, I, I knew that there was one, but I didn't realize it was him. Yep, Gary Burkhoff. Oh, wait, am I the only one that knew that? Um, other than me. I don't think me. I've ever seen the original movie all the way through. Just little pieces. Oh, okay. So. Radar. I don't, yeah, I don't remember that one. I don't know as well. I used Great. to watch the TV show. Radar O'Reilly. Yep. Radar O'Reilly. Huh. Was this little bear's name? Aww. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. That's good <laughs> trivia right that there. That is great that trivia. That is good trivia. That is yeah. really good trivia. What was Radar's teddy bear's name? Oh. I don't know. I don't. You don't yeah. know? I don't know. No. I thought, I, you, I thought you had known that. Now we have to just eat It was Oliver. You're right. It's Oliver. Was it Oliver? I think it's Oliver. Are you sure? Or am I saying Oliver because Oliver was the main character in Love Story? No, I'm going to Google it. <laughs> no, I already Googled it. Ti- Tiger. Tiger. Uh, A bear named Tiger. Okay. Come on. That's the teddy bear cute. was originally thought to have no name, but in a letter to Ken Kessler, Gary Berghoff said that his teddy bear's name was Tiger. On July Aww. 29, 2005, the teddy bear used in the series was sold at auction for $11,800. Oh, bless his heart. So, so I guess he had no name, but I guess Gary had given it a name, I guess... Like, you know, just to have, I, I'm assuming. The Brady Bunch's dog's name. <clears throat> I was going to say, he went through the war with a bear with no name. That's awesome. Yeah, it says right here, he was never officially had a name on MASH, but was secretly named Tiger, according to Mr. Berghoff. Uh, See, because as an actor, he had to do that for his, part of his preparation, I bet. Yeah. I need to mute myself real quick. I'll be right back. Okay. Mute? Mute? She's on mute ski. Um, all right, so I'm not going to go through all of the movies. I'm just going to do the top five so we can, like, go on to another topic. Uh, but number four is Patton. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of war a lot of war stuff going on. Yeah, so George C. Scott, yeah. I know that. I mean, I know of it, but I've never actually watched it. Is I've it... never seen it myself. No, I've never watched it either. Okay. Not big on war movies. Okay. Um, all right, well, then that leads us over to number five, but I know that that's a big one for Rose, so I don't want to really jump right into it until I know she's back. Um, but I'll just say it so that it's out there, and then she can jump in when she's back. It's the Aristocats. Oh, I love that movie. Aww. Disney flick. My, yeah. My daughter loved that movie. I seem to remember Rose having uh, um, some sort of... Uh, uh, attraction to that movie so i, I seem to remember talking to yes. talking with her before well we had we had that whole uh disney podcast episode that was it that's where that came up yep yeah yeah like there was we talked about a lot of disney movies on that episode too right i thought we went like as far as going you know talking about the disney movies from the 70s um mm-hmm. oh no we covered those yeah 
uh, I remember we covered um, Cat from Outer Space and the Shaggy DA and yeah, they went a little downhill quality wise heading into this. Like the '60s were much bigger, and of course earlier '60s were um, huge for Disney. Yeah, when it, when it came to Disney, it was a lot more magical. But I think in the in the '70s and '80s, they hit a bit of a lull and then started to make make a comeback. I will not have anybody well, blaspheme Pete's dragon. I, I will boot you for the oh, from the yeah, show no. for that. Oh, yeah? You cannot blaspheme Aww. Pete. <laughs> okay. I also, dragon I also, is I love moon. Pete's dragon as well. I haven't. Passamaquoddy. Um, Gotta go to yeah, Passamaquoddy. Not, not that familiar with Pete's dragon. Oh, Pete's dragon was awesome. Yep. Good times right there. Wasn't it Oscar? Yes, it was. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. I'm, I'm giving attention <laughs> to my dog. They need that. He came over for some love. Um, so are, two of them. are there any other like night movies that came out in 1970 that you guys just want to make sure we bring up or are we ready to move on? So, um, no, actually I, I have a couple that I, that I want to touch base on real quick. Okay. Um, so a man called horse was a very strong movie, very dramatic, very uh, dark, but it was about a guy that goes into an Indian reservation and becomes one of them by going through all these rituals. It's it's interesting. It's a it's a very interesting dramatic movie. I've seen uh, that movie. Beneath, but the it's play- called uh, Dance of the Wolves. No, that's not <laughs> it. Yeah, I, I was gonna no. say, and then um, Dustin Hoffman did Little, Little Big Man that year, which had that was similar another good one. Themes. That was another really good one. That was a terrific movie. Mm-hmm. That was a very good movie. Yeah. Oh, she's back. I'm back. What I'm back for the attack. Uh, Thank you. So, Aristocats. Dave, do you want to? You want to? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh. No. Sorry, I never watched that. What? I never watched it. I, I thought you oh, did. No. I thought that was something that you liked. Maybe I miss. Uh, maybe I'm remembering it wrong then. Possibly. Okay. Yeah, I never watched that movie. It's one of my daughter's okay. favorite movies. But oh, that was it. My daughter. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Wasn't she? Wasn't she in? She was in the Disney. Your daughter was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, She was like a guest co-host. That's right. That was a fun. Those were fun shows. We did two, I think. Yeah. Uh, Part one and part two, because we went on for so long. Yeah. About all the different Disney movies. Um, So the other the other movies I was just wanting to reference real quickly before we move on was Beneath the Planet of the Apes. I love all the Planet of the Apes series. Yes. Uh, the Phantom Toll Booth, which is with, it was uh, a TV movie. Oh, my God. But such a... No, no. So I saw it surreal. in the theater. Wait, you saw so it in the theater? Surreal. I thought it was a TV movie. Um, I mean, it might have come to TV. There might have been a version on TV, but I saw it in the theaters. Really? And I also yeah. saw, I also saw Plan- Planet of the Apes in the, in the theater at the drive-in, too, and was scared out of my wits. Nice. <laughs> Wow. It was quite frightening for a five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you're familiar with the Phantom Tollbooth? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember the Phantom yeah. Tollbooth. I don't fun, remember. If that's, that's a fun, weird. cute movie. Have you been able? Like, can you stream it somewhere? I haven't seen it since I was six. Oh God. Um. I remember it being very cool. So my yeah. brother, 
my brother sent me a text about I think it was maybe a a year or two years ago mm-hmm. saying, Hey, I'm introducing our kids to the Phantom Toll Booth. And I'm like, No way, that's awesome. I, I didn't ask him where he got it or where, you know, how they're watching it or whatever. But this this is a brother that I've I've told you guys before that has a lot of kids. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're 14, yeah yeah fourteen kids. So um, I'm sure not all of them are watching the Phantom Tollbooth. Probably like nine of them are. You know, depending on what their age is. And don't ask me do not able to. Do not ask me to keep track of all their ages and names. <laughs> No, no. Because that could be a challenge. I know Trevor is the oldest, and he's married, and and I'm sure that him and his wife will probably have lots of children also. Anyway, um, Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. So the Phantom Tool Booth. I I I was scrolling through, and and that came up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I I didn't know that came out in 1970. Uh, Yeah. Something else that started in 1970 that is still going on today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah. yeah wow. Monday Night Football started Monday in 1970. Wow. Hmm? I'm sorry. I was actually just Googling the Phantom Tollbooth. So. Yeah. You're going to pay four bucks wherever you see it. Uh, yeah. Really? It looks that way. Uh, yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. My brother probably rented it since, you know, it's a big payoff. I'll pay four bucks for it. With that, with that many yeah. kids, with that many kids, you know. Yeah, well, hell yeah. <laughs> it's no, worth the four bucks. Can't put a on silence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anything produced by yeah. Chuck Jones can't be bad. Oh, I know. That's what I loved okay. about it. Animation is spectacular. Yeah. I'm remembering it being very kind of magical. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing I that up, Scott. Ever. I have yeah. I, I really thanks. I should go back and visit it. Yeah. I had honestly should. had never heard about it before tonight. Yeah. I can I can picture some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the kid, he's he's dark haired. Mm-hmm. Right about eight years old. Sitting in a car, seven or eight years old. Was it Butch Patrick? Car. <gasps> I Was think it? Butch Patrick. Yes. I think Butch. Oh it my is. god! Yeah. Wow. Wow. Because I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. So yeah. that that wow, that's pretty cool. That is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that it was him. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I can't tell. Oh, that's him. No, well, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I remember when that came on TV. I wanted to watch it so bad. And they were having it was, like... It a, seemed like it was an annual thing. Like, like a, Maybe, yeah. It was like a special event kind of a thing. You know, like a special movie. Like when The Wizard of Oz would come on once a year. Yeah. yeah. Wizard yeah. of Oz or like The Ten Commandments always came on at Easter... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that was before you could watch anything at any moment, you know, it was special to have something cool like that come on television. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays it's like if you don't own it. I mean 
you can still watch it. I mean, I think CBS still does a lot of stuff, and of course Hallmark does a lot of Christmas movies and things like that. But yeah, if you don't catch it, you know, when it comes out, you just pretty much better own it. I watched um, Muppets Family Christmas the other day on YouTube, and um, it's a hard one to get because it's not. Uh, I don't think it's it's not on Disney Plus. They don't have the rights to that for some reason. So uh, I always love watching that every year, and um, still, <laughs> after all this time, I still love watching it. But um, it's hard to get these family favorites anymore without, you know, paying money to see them or unless you own them, you know, or pay for a streaming service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Any other films? I'm glad I I brought that one up. Yeah, me too. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate the uh, give me some awareness to uh, that little gem. I'll have to find out where I can watch it. Maybe for free. There you go. Um, so, uh, something that I had just caught as I was scrolling through like things that had started in 1970, uh, and this was a TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, one mm-hmm. of the TV shows that I loved as a young child was the Bugaloos and that started in 1970. Oh, mm. <laughs> yes. Now, you know, I first got involved with this podcast because <laughs> yes. you were tweeting about the Bugaloos and you invited me to come talk. That's why I felt it was very important to bring that up. So. Absolutely. Oh, the Bugaloos. The Bugaloos. They're in the air and everywhere. Yeah. Flying high. Flying free. Yes. Uh, I loved the Bugaloos. And who was the... Mm, who was the evil woman? It was the villain. Yeah, it was uh, her name. Martha Ray. Was it Martha Ray? Yeah. <gasps> That's right. You know, I met Martha Ray on a cruise. Aw. Did you? I, I, I don't know if I still have the picture, but I had a picture taken with Martha Ray. That's so awesome. When I was like 18. I always loved her and whenever she did anything and then, you know, come to find out Charlotte Ray was her sister and she ended up doing Facts of Life. I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize they were uh, sisters. Yeah. Wow. Well, I could be lying. Yeah. I I know they're related, but, you know, to what degree? Really? I I could always Google. We're but, not supposed to Google. No, we can Google. That. We're, we're, I'm Googling all over the place tonight. But, uh, Isn't it? I uh, mean, that doesn't mean much. The character name for uh, Martha Ray was Benita Bazaar, by the way. Mm-hmm. Benita Bazaar. <laughs> yeah. and, and she was. Have you seen her, have you seen her, her description of, of the character? No. On Wikipedia? A jealous, untalented, unattractive evil old crone. <laughs> a little judgmental, don't you think? Wow. <laughs> That's she harsh. That is harsh, man. Very. Uh, well, Ray, you know also, Ray also appeared in the same, the same year in H.R. Puffin Stuff's movie. Yeah. The Boss Witch. 
Now that one I do remember. Oh, that was my favorite. Great. I can't believe I wa- I met her on a cruise. You know. Yeah. There was nothing. There was nothing romantic. I will tell you that. <laughs> well, there, there, there was no love boat connection, is what you're saying. No, no, no <laughs> love boat connection. Although it was, it was the west. Coast. <laughs> It was West Coast, so we left out a, you know, we left out a um, Long Beach and, and cruised down to, uh, I believe, going we to Ensenada, and uh, what's the other port south of there? I can't, Puerto Vallarta maybe. So you know, it was it was the the love boat uh, track or trail or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, yeah, I just I just wanted to throw that TV show out there, but uh, you know, if there's uh, any other TV shows that started in '70 that you guys want to bring up, that'd be cool. If otherwise, we can segue over to music. Trying to remember other TV shows. Uh, something that we've definitely. The Brady Bunch. The Partridge Brady Bunch Family. Was on during, and, yeah. uh, Partridge Family that. started. Partridge Family started in 1970. Yep. Uh, the Brady Bunch started in, what, 68 or 69. So it was it was very into being mm-hmm. part of part of 1970. And yeah. these are all my all my early lunchboxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lunchboxes. Oh, Looks like the number one show is the Mary Tyler Moore show. Nice. That was a great show, yeah. Definitely. The show that was around forever, All My Children, started in 1970. Woohoo. Soaps. Yep. And then The Odd Couple. Oh, The Odd Couple is the best. Love it. Great show. One of the funniest shows ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of missed that one. Like, you can stream that one. Well, most of the episodes. Really? No, Where? Not all of them. Uh, I, I, I watched it on Hulu, but I think you can also watch it on Amazon Prime, although you may have to buy it. Okay. I'll have to look it up. Because I, would, I wouldn't mind watching that stuff again. That... Oh, my God. It's so funny. I actually belong to a, cu- a group on Facebook that's <clears throat> a couple fans, and we just quote we just quote the dialogue all day long. Uh, from the Odd Couple? Yeah, yeah. Really? Kind of, yeah. People will like throw us throw us a quote. <laughs> I know you're under pressure. It does. It's not hitting you. It's fun. It's not fun. No bolts. I mean, do you like, watch the show? Because I, I could throw stuff out. Oh no, it's what been I'm a while. No bolts. How did it work? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm not getting it. I'm yeah. After yeah sorry, Wolfie well, was, was serving Oscar boneless chicken, and I, I don't know, he was going to pretend to choke on a chicken bone for some reason. I forgot. But <laughs> so you have to know the show. I could do, okay. I could quote lines, and you know, if you don't watch the show, it doesn't mean much. No, yeah, it's been <laughs> too long since I've seen that show. Pits, pits, pits in my juice, juice, juice. No, wow. huh? No. Wow. 
All right, forget this, it. This is impressive. <laughs> uh, well, you have to watch. Now it's gonna—it's asking me to sign in and shit. Ah, damn it! Got to create an account. Damn it! Forget it. No, I had—I <laughs> have an account. Uh, all right. So. Or why it's not? So, uh, uh, so I'm segueing to music then. Um, okay. Uh, Rose, you said okay, you sound like you had something you wanted to talk about. Uh, sorry, I guess she wasn't related to her. I thought she was, but I'm not seeing anything on Google. So disregard the fact that I said that Martha and Charlotte Ray were related. Oh. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> All right. That one's I can't find it anywhere. I honestly thought. Truthfully, that they were maybe their cousins. Starting a Hollywood rumor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, if we say it on a podcast, it's got to be true. So there you go. Yeah, it is now. If you say it out loud. Yeah. If you say it out loud and it's outside of your head, then it definitely is true. Yep. Oh wow, really? That's the rule. <laughs> That's the rule. Sweet. That's frightening. I'm working that angle. Yeah, there you go. Many dollars. I got a million. Right now, right now. <laughs> okay, so Charlotte, Charlotte Ray was R A E, and Martha was R A Y E. But people have been known to change their names to separate themselves. Sure, from... sure. That's yeah, true. So, but it's okay. All right. I can, I can, I can take that hit. That's all right. Yeah. So, just... It's not like anybody's gonna call me on it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's it. I'm calling you out. There you go. Thank you. Finally, somebody with some cojones call me out on my bumbling BS. Anyway, so what I was specifically going to talk about was two of the biggest music icons that have ever lived died in the same year. And um, it's just loads of fucked up upness because as uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix was probably one of the well, he is the best guitarist that ever lived ever in life. Everyone else pales in comparison. I don't care who you are, call me out on it, whatever. Um, and of course, Janis Joplin, you know, so it was like, what the fuck, what the hell, you know, yeah, the way they like make within it... a month or two of each other, yeah. too. I know, you know, the thing I didn't like about it, but it was the 70s, but I don't, I don't forgive that shit because I hate, you know, misogyny in, in any form, whether it's now or then. It's like, here it is glorifying, you know, and it's just me, you know, and, and no, I'm not a feminist by any stretch of the imagination, but here is Jimi Hendrix dies in a barbiturate overdose in London. Wow. Janis Joplin died of a, in a cheap hotel. Why did you have to put that? Okay, yeah, she died of a heroin overdose. Why did it have to be a cheap hotel? Seriously? Mm. I don't know. That's just uh, me. I don't That's my it. opinion. But yeah, but it sucked because my uh, mother, who's a huge rock fan, um, and I remember bringing up, you know, the Beatles when they disbanded. And I remember her saying, who gives a fuck about the Beatles? We lost Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin this year, so, you know, kiss my ass. So, wow. <laughs> like, lots of sad flower children that year, I'm sure. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so a lot of, uh, you know, and these people that don't, you know, they're, I know that later they coined the 27 Club, you know, mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of posts for it and different music groups and stuff, but, you know, I don't, uh, you know, they, they gave us a lot. And they were icons, not so much icons, but they were groundbreakers. You know, there were forerunners and not trendsetters, but yeah, they're legends. You know, for however long they were here, you know, they were legends and they still are. I mean, who's, who's still, you know, I see stuff on, on YouTube all the time and now I'm going to play the Star Spangled Banner on my electric guitar. I'm like, okay, go ahead, honey. Yeah, been there, <laughs> done that. <laughs> been there, done that, you know. But, uh, and then you get, you know, someone that's got that amazing, I, I don't know a whole lot of people that had that amazing voice at Janice. You know, taking that little piece of my heart. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Here, you can have the whole thing, honey. Just, just take the whole thing. <laughs> I don't get that, really. You know, if that plea doesn't get you, then there's there's something wrong with your internal organs. So that's all I wanted to say. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was... Yeah, I've got no good segue, sorry. Um, but no, I was looking at songs for, uh, you know, the top songs yeah. that were released in 1970. Or not, or not released in 1970, but that were top songs for 1970. And um, yes. I, I went down a little sidetrack here where I was like, you know, I, I, I saw the song Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head by B.J. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, that's such a really happy song. And I'm like, OK, I know that from Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. And then yeah. I went, you know, through, you know, figuring out that that's kind of how that song probably got as popular as it did back in 1970, because yeah. they re- that was released with that movie in 1969. So I can just imagine people were probably really getting into seeing Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and then that song being there and they're like, that's a kick-ass song, let me go get it, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you, you, whenever sang, you get, that. you know, put attached to a, mo- you know, to a big movie like that, I, I would have, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's no way it would have been that popular by itself. I mean, BJ Thomas, you know, Lord bless him, he's a great singer. You know, and he had his, you know, his hits. But, uh, yeah, that was quite the turning point for him, I believe. Um, so the top song uh, is Bridge Over Troubled Water, Simon and Garfunkel. Yes. Yeah. Because they broke up, too. Not in 1970, I hope. Uh, I think it was her last song that they recorded, her last album they recorded. Yeah, so that's kind of the uh, swan song, I think, for them. Simon Garfunkel break out when? Let's see here, 1970. Yeah. Wow. Rough year for music for sure. You send us this stuff to read, Dave. Come on, now. Yeah. <laughs> young people. Then must have thought that this, do, like, this homework and world shit. was coming to an end. <laughs> Scott, you tell yeah, that was July 1970. That was their last uh, performance together. Yeah. At New York Stadium. They didn't talk for decades. It's like kind of makes you wonder what the fuck would happen to you two. 
how I mean that that's pretty harsh. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk to you for twenty years. <laughs> twenty yeah. years. Twenty two zero. <laughs> so April the Beatles break up. July, Simon yeah. and Garfunkel break up. And yeah. then it was what, November, October, when Hendrix and Joplin died? Uh-huh. It's like 2020 it's all over. Dude, that's a rough yeah. year. That's <laughs> a rough year. Musical 2020, yeah. Yeah, fucking crazy. Wow. Yeah, just thinking about that. I, I would have been kind of messed up, you know, had I been older, and that was one of those things that I was tracking. So. Mm-hmm. Dogs and cats living together. I know. It's mass hysteria. Right. <laughs> Total chaos. I give up. Well, I don't know. My parents were more like doo-woppers from the 50s, so they weren't quite as invested in that culture. Um, and like I said, I was just oblivious. I, I you know. I just kept listening to the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. These guys are great. And in fact, like, around that time, the Beatles had a cartoon show <laughs> that I used to watch. I remember that. It might have that. been earlier, actually. It might have been more like 69 or 68. But that was a lot of fun. That had, like, a Saturday morning cartoon? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah, that was uh, actually looks like sixty-five, sixty-six. Oh, really? Yeah. Or sixty. I'm remembering. Sixty-five I'm remembering to sixty-seven. From when I was a two. Yeah. Wow. See, yeah, wow. I have a good memory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so back to the uh, the songs. Carpenters were in the number two spot. Would they long to be close to you? Oh, uh, my jam. That was a big song. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful song. Yeah, my mother loved my mother loved the Carpenters. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. have she was, a, she was an amazing drummer voice. too. Yeah, she was. That's what got her up in the front. Yeah, because the brother was doing all the singing, and then she was drumming, and he's like, you know, you need to get up here where people can see you, and he's like, fuck that, I don't want to be up front with you. Her voice, her voice. Like butter. Beautiful voice. Like butter. Like butter. Oh my gosh, yes. You know, the Jackson 5 are all through this list, this top 100 Mm -hmm. list. I mean, they have... One, yeah. two, three, four. Yeah. At least four, just like pretty high up on the list. Yeah, well, they, that's their breakthrough. Yeah, hey, day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be there, that's ABC, The Love You Save. Mm-hmm. I Want You Back. Stop, love you said I'd be Oh my gosh. Okay, so I got a segue rant. Can't help myself. Okay. If I start crying, just ignore me. So um, I'm watching this video on YouTube the other day, and uh, this woman is in a nursing home in Russia. 
and she's got Alzheimer's. And the music therapist comes by and gives her a set of headphones. And she's listening to music. And, you know, she's just kind of like, you could just see her countenance just change. And then the nurse comes by and says, oh, she uh, play such and such because she used to dance for the Royal Ballet years ago. And he's like, oh, really? So I guess, I don't know if he had Spotify or whatever he had. Anyway, so he changed it to Swan Lake. And you could just see the switch came on. You could just see her face just kind of twinged a little bit. And she just, she's in a wheelchair. And mind you, she's doing the hand movements. For, well, she's basically dancing the Swan Lake. And they segue what they're doing is they show you the hand movements that she's doing with the, with the positions, you know, ballad of six, I think. And, uh, they're incorporating it. She's incorporating the dance and they segue into someone actually dancing to Swan Lake. So they would flip back and forth to show you that she's doing the actual movements that you're supposed to do when dancing for Swan Lake. And I just lost my shit. I'm like, oh, my God, here's a woman that's got Alzheimer's. God knows how long she's had it. And yet she remembers doing this in her life. And I thought, fuck, that'll be me, you know, at 90. You know, just like I just did. <laughs> you know, I'll be sitting in a wheelchair in a nursing home, and then all of a sudden somebody will play aha, and I'll be like, hey, go. There you go. me. <laughs> I can picture that. Totally. <laughs> I thought that was so beautiful. I was just like, man, I'm telling you, your brain apparently just does not forget music. It'll forget people. It'll forget names. It'll forget places, but it will not, not forget music. So amazing. Love it. Yeah. That's a beautiful, uh, yeah, story. And you know, to, 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 to yeah, to think about you know that. You know that how that interaction went, and you know somebody yeah. you know put that together, you know to kind of correlate. Mm-hmm. You know that that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anything else on music that we want to cover before we wrap things up? There's some good music in the in 1970. That's all I have to say. Okay. I I mean I I was looking through a few of the the songs and stuff and it's mm-hmm. it's all very good stuff it some is. of it falls some of it falls into our yacht rock category actually. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i bet it does there, there's a few there's a few out there all, all stuff that like you've mentioned scott i remember mm-hmm. hearing in my parents car when, whenever we drove somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty much the way yacht rock is but that's what it is it's what you yeah. heard in your car in your parents' car. <laughs> totally. That yeah. That's it. Yeah, I was just anyway. scrolling through the list and I was like, Oh, Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenbaum. I'm like, that's, that's mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So, that is a great one. Sign sale delivered, I'm yours, Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could go on. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Um all right, so this sounds like a good spot as you need to kind of wrap things up. Uh, so the game plan 
is that we are going to be doing, uh, you know, we're going to continue our journey of doing our closeout episodes, and we're going to be talking about 1980 and 1990 here in the not too distant future. So that's uh, our way of kind nice. of closing the door on 2020 is uh, by uh, having these kind of conversations, and you know, we're happy to do that, you know, because this is a good segue away from. You know the uh, the year that we've had currently with 2020, but apparently 70s was just as bad. So, um, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was a rough year. Yep. Yeah. Didn't have to deal with the they pandemic, but uh, they made it through, so we're yeah. going to make it through. There you Sounds go. Sounds good. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. So uh, we tell everybody we have a website out there. That's bonsairetroclub.com. On there, you're going to find links to be able to interact with all of us for our social media stuff. So uh, please do that. If you want to give us a rating review on iTunes or whatever podcast mechanism you use to listen, we would love that as well. You want to drop us a email. That's mcfly at bonsairetroclub.com. That goes to the whole group. Uh, you want to uh, call us out on any of the mistakes that we may have made on this episode or actually Rose made. Um, then uh, feel free to go ahead and send that over. (laughs) We'd love to get your feedback, which is really uh, important to us. Um, So uh, with all that being said, we just want to remind everybody to, you know, be excellent to each other. It's a very important way to be. And uh, since we have no idea when you're going to listen to this show, have a good whatever. Bye-bye. Take care. Hi. Bye, everybody. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, Daniel, sir. Hey, Bonsai. Bonsai.